Happy 17th of April, everyone. And we're here again. And um, looking forward to our time together. We'll go into communion in just a moment. Oh, there's the bread. I was like, did we not bring the bread? But we brought it. And so, you know, just interesting days. And um, just been on so many calls with individuals and groups of people and from other nations. And it's, there's, you know, there's just like a whole thing. There's a whole new world forming in the midst of all this. There's awakening. There's clarity. It literally feels like I was commenting with some of our friends. I was with some pastor friends, key ones from Colombia, Peru, and Chile right before we got on and, and saying there's there's like a witchcraft is being broken off the world. And it's just clarity of thought. And so in the clarity of thought, it's beginning to be easier. It's part of the awakening. What's true? What's evil? What's good? And then for many that not necessarily ones we'd even consider believers or Christians, it's like I need to... Uh, I need to begin to align with what's right. And it, uh, it is quite quite something, you know. We see that from yesterday being the last day of Passover, from uh, the, the president's, we'll say, ruling and freeing up of governors from the various states. And you have, I think, like right away, different and in different cities within the Jacksonville, Florida, um, they have opened up their beaches and parks, um, and I don't know if it if that made it a final. But like the mayor of Las Vegas goes and says, "Hey, the shutdown's ridiculous. Open up hotels and casinos." And so I guess that's happened, and so there is a progressive, gradual opening of states, and in that, you know, I think there's a a, a reveal to watch between. Uh, it's particularly interesting the dynamic between President Trump and the Democratic, um, the Democratic governors, and and perhaps there's one or two Republican governors on the wrong side of things as well. Well, where Trump a few days ago said, "Yeah, I have authority based on the emergency, the national emergency. I can tell the states what to do," and they're like, "No, we we get to do what we want." And so then yesterday he tells them, "Okay, you get to do what you want." And then it puts them in this, they're in a bind because if they, if they don't open now, we're going to care for lives, then they're killing their economy, which takes out other lives. And then if they, um, uh, you know, either way they go, they're going to, they know they're going to find, um, enemies and, and they have a tough decision before him, but he, uh, instead of, you know, whatever Trump would have decided if he had shut down, there's, oh, he's killing our economy. And if he says, you go ahead, or we're, you know, we're opening the, uh, the economies, you know, he's allowing us to be killed by this. That's part of just this enemy thing that's being stirred um, against even what's common sense, rational goodness and all that. And so there's just exposure, 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 exposure of motivation, deeper things, you know, the post being released all over the internet about everything stuff with hollywood uh the underbelly of society being exposed the sinister connections with the who and bill gates and all these things it's all there's so much 
more going on than um, than just the coronavirus and, and, and all that. And so it's a time to uh, uh, stay locked into the Lord and a time to uh, kind of um, just be aware. For me, it's part of being aware. Something bigger than all of us is is happening right now. And there's, again, there's a storm and not necessarily created by God, but as Nahum, I think it's 1-6 or something, he will have his way in the storm, and he's having his way in the storm. And I think, you know, there's another scripture coming to mind right now, Haggai, I think it's 2. And the desire of the nations will come, and he will shake the nations. And um, and and when you when you hear that shake the nations, it looks like, it sounds like judgment, but if you read the context there, and it goes on to say, mine is the silver, mine is the gold, um, says the Lord, and in the desire of the nations, he calls himself the desire of the nations. So he shakes the nations, not in a scolding shaking, but he shakes off these webs of witchcraft and shakes off um, these agendas of darkness, and he he comes and reveals himself, and in that he shows that he is, that, you know, it's just amazing. He talks about the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house, while he's talking all about that. So it's just, uh, and in the, right in the midst of it, mine is the silver, mine is the gold. And there's this whole being the source of economy for the world while he's shaking it and revealing it. And it's just, all seems to be having a a, a tremendous manifestation um, uh, in our in our day, in our midst. And so, anyway, we uh, we just want to keep agreeing with him and, and uh, continue to, um, be reminded that the price for all of this was paid on the cross. This is what comes to me every time we go into com- communion is the lamb, the lamb's agenda. The lamb, worthy is the lamb that was slain. And he was slain and for the nations. Go and disciple nations. That was his, his call to his disciples. He's like, okay, uh, I have now regained all authority on earth. I've always had all authority in heaven, it was never challenged. But there was a momentary loss of authority on the earth. But all authority in heaven and earth is now mine. I prayed, paid the price of redemption. I have creator rights on you from the beginning. And there was an illegitimate stealing through what took place in the garden. And so I created you, number one. And then you lost what I gave you to start with. And I've come back and paid with my own blood, my own body, allowing myself first of all to put up with 33 years of darkness in in the world that has no presence of the holy spirit and barely a spiritual pulse at all um we, it wasn't just the suffering of the cross that was intense but he you know he came to his own and his own received him not and and he, you know the 33 years was suffering as well and so the lamb that paid the price not just with his blood but that symbolized giving his last drop of everything um he is worthy for uh, the price he is worthy as psalms 2 8 what tells ask me the nations for an inheritance he is worthy to receive the nations as an inheritance because he number one created him number two redeemed them when they were hopeless lost and so it's good to remember that the same time we continue to believe him for 
covering and protection for ourselves. And I, you know, I just believe there's a, a, uh, a squelching and suffocating of, uh, of this virus. Um, the part that is the virus, the bio made, um, element to the virus that there's a roar of heaven being released really to suffocate that and it will Amen. be extinguished as soon as it needs to be. So let's grab little pieces of bread. Here, Elizabeth. And if you have that, you can grab it now. And Lord, we, uh, we just hold up the bread represents your body again. And we tell you, it's a privilege for us to be here in such a time as this. When things are shaking, the nations are shaking. We are, we are pleased to be honored to be ambassadors of you and your kingdom at yes. this time. Yes. And Lord, we present ourselves a living sacrifice to you. Yes. And we say, Lord, in this master chess game that you're playing, we want to be your pawns. We want to be used by you. Move us where you need us to use. Uh, help us be attentive to who you are and what you're doing. We take of the bread. Thank you, Lord. Lord, now we hold the cup and again recognizing your blood, the power in your blood. And Lord, in this moment of agreement with these that are online with us presently all over the country and from other countries and those who will listen online later, Lord, we, we believe that uh, even as one puts a thousand, two, ten thousand, that there is a, um, a massive release of your kingdom potential right here as we step into faith, even as we take this communion, as we take that which represents your blood in faith, and we say, Lord, as we partake of this right now, with this unity, with this exponential power that is released through sons and daughters in unity and unity on behalf of you, your agenda for nations, your agenda for agenda seems like um, not even the right word because it's an agenda of love. But your agenda of love and beauty for the nations would be uh, uh, atomized, would go nuclear even at this very moment and we thank you for that lord in jesus name ah, thank you lord let your healing be released let your presence be released joy hope your perspective thank you jesus amen amen all right elizabeth um I want to read something over you guys. I'm trying to figure out which to do next. Uh, there's a, a question here, a comment from Robert. Um, he says, in, uh, it's your new book, honey, The End of the World as We Know It, Chapter 5, Better Than We Can Imagine. Johnny said, the scope and scale of shift and change coming cannot be overstated. We'd love to hear you share more cannot be overstated, blew my mind. Can you speak into that a little more? And if you haven't gotten the book, um, I'll do a little 
shameless commercial here. <laughs> we partnered with Destiny Image, and if you weren't on the call yesterday, they um, they actually came to Johnny, and we were honored that they asked him to write something, and so he has been writing since we've been here in quarantine, and they released it as an ebook on Amazon, and it's also paperback through Amazon, but it's print on demand, so it's a delayed, um, you know, I think you won't get it until May if it's not like a quick thing that they can ship you. We haven't even seen a, a copy ourselves yet, um, but you can get it instantly on Amazon as a download, um, and anyway, so you can speak into that. So in chapter five, Johnny makes the statement that I just read. Well, and yeah, thank you, because we know um, several to many of you who are doing the communion with us. Um, you have been helping us already. The book's only been out a day, and you've been uh, buying up the books, and we found out today we're listed uh, for our Amazon niche, uh, number one on Amazon on on the sale. So um, we we appreciate all of those of you who have have done that and and so if you can leave a review that is really the most helpful thing too um if you've read it and you like it that would be awesome i mean if you didn't like it you can leave a review too but that does not help us if you didn't like it <laughs> you can put the brakes on things but yeah apparently those have become two drivers both the you know the initial demand allows for a snowball effect to begin to take place and same way the positive reviews so it's not just uh patronizing us yeah it's, um, and we don't i mean we don't need it for us anything comes in goes all all of our royalties stay in the ministry um but what what it does help is it helps other people have access to that um insight and revelation that and in have. that message at the end of it you know elizabeth has uh, her part at the very end and then really introduction to rise which is not just leaving a message for the moment but Really, uh, for those of you who know about our Rise resource and the coming Rise app, it really allows uh, for the church to be activated into the mountains in a whole other in a whole other way, and so that's wonderful. I might wait till to <clears throat> tomorrow to go in that a little uh, longer okay. or a little little more, since I'm just hearing um, that question um, right now. Okay, and um, it's you know. It's beyond, I think one of the things I say there, what's coming is not just better than you think. It's better than you can imagine. And if I could tell you, so I won't be able to tell you better than you can imagine because that means we imagined it already. <laughs> and so he's able to do exceedingly abundant what you can ask or think. We know that's um, something he tells us already. And so we can just begin to tell about some breakthroughs in some areas that will be game changers, but even that is just that. It's an idea of a level of game changer breakthrough, uh, you know. And and so I'll, I'll, I'll ask the Holy Spirit what all I should um, share into that, think about it overnight and share into uh, tomorrow. But part of it is the ceiling's off. The ceiling, you know, the glass ceiling is off, and so... It's the endless possibilities. Anything is possible. Nothing is impossible. That's a, a part of, of of the perspective. We can dream with God, reprocess with God on on so many things having to do with this. And so, 
And you know what? It's I, I can say this, even though I didn't write that chapter. <laughs> we um before we got married, the Lord gave us a yeah. scripture as our as our covenant life scripture together, and it's Ephesians three twenty. Um uh, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above beyond anything you can ask, think, or imagine. I think that's the the long the version newer, of it. Version yeah, of it. <laughs> the amplified version. But he can do above what we ask, think, or imagine. And we've seen that play out in our own lives. Um, and like you, we also have areas that we haven't seen that played out yet and we're contending to stay in that place of hope and, and, um, knowing that the goodness of God in the land of the living is something that he specializes in. He specializes in redeeming everything. And I just have been feeling, um, just the father's heart over all of us. And so I'd like to read over you, um, something that he gave me years ago, um, and yet it feels like whenever I read it, like it's just fresh from him, and it's at the end of the Rise Handbook, um, but it's a page and a half, so settle in and just close your eyes and just receive this from him, um, and uh, we'll end with this. You are my daughter. You are my son. I love you. You belong to me. What delight I have that you are mine. What delight you give me when you know that you're mine. You're hidden in me and nothing can take you from my hand. Nothing can divert my gaze from being on you. It always has been and always will be. Today and tomorrow, through every night, you are always in my sight. I am yours. I am in you. I hold you together in the very structure of who you are. I hold you. I surround you. You have access to all of who I am from close, from within you. I am behind every breath and every beat of your heart. I know you in ways you can't even imagine or understand. I know everything about you, what makes you, you. I know your every thought, word, choice, and action. I know you so well that I know what you'll do and the choices you'll make before you even make them, because I know how you're made, what you've been through, and how you've processed things. You don't overwhelm me, and I am never discouraged when I think of you. I know you, and I love you. I'm easily able to enjoy you like you are right now. You're one that I have chosen before I set time into motion. I chose you to live now. I chose you to come alive to the reality of who I am in this time in history. I chose you because I wanted you to know me like I know you. 
I wanted you to discover in a way that you'll know for all of eternity that I value you. I wanted you to discover that I want you. You matter. You have significance because I made you, because you're my son, because you're my daughter. I want you near me with nothing between us. Jesus, his perfection was enough to tear down anything that would ever keep us apart. Because of your great value to me, I sent my very best just for you. Before time, I created you perfect and blameless, enough to fill my heart with joy forever. And what was stolen from you, from us, has been restored I look at you and I see you as I made you, perfect. You don't disappoint me. You thrill my heart with one look my way. I am for you. I was for you before you were born. I was for you in the midst of the lies of your circumstances and tragedies and crisis. I was for you in your worst moments so far. I was for you yesterday, and I will be for you tomorrow. I will be for you every moment you have yet to experience. I'm already there waiting for you, waiting to show you who I am and how much I care. You must look for me. I'll be the one who's for you. I'll be the one with the answers you're looking for, the peace you're craving, the love you're needing. I'll be the one cheering for you. I'll be the one speaking life to sustain you and comfort you. I'll be the voice of truth. So listen for me. I'll be the proud papa waiting for you to come home to, always ready to process with. The one with the satisfied look on my face, full of pride in who you are because you're mine. I tell you now and every day if you'll hear me, you are of immeasurable worth to me. You have value beyond your comprehension. Anything that tells you otherwise is a lie from our enemy. You matter. I've given you important things to say and important things to do because you are important. So say them and do them boldly and in confidence as one who is valued, loved, and important because you are. Do them with me and through me because all I've ever really wanted was to be close to you and for us to know each other face to face. In me, you can do anything. You can get through anything. You can be as important as I created you to be. I value you so much that I want you to represent me. Show them who you know me to be. You can know me. You already do more than you think you do. You've seen me and you've known me and you can know me in an ever-increasing way. Discover me today and tomorrow. Look for me and care about what I care about. Know me. Know that I love you. No one could love you more than I do right now. 
I am your Papa, your rainbow God, your seven colors of love. Well, that's so, so good. Um, you know, before we uh, finish up, Elizabeth, I remember there was another question, I think, from the last day or two, is, and I just have a, a brief answer um, for now on that. And it was about, essentially, with these truths of what's going on in Hollywood and the stars and the pedophilia and corruption and all that, you know, what what is appropriate to tell children and somebody was asking for some guidelines Mm -hmm. and essentially I think the guideline is you just have to that's where you bring in the Holy Spirit uh, to be your teacher on that and it so much depends on that age of uh, you know obviously you don't need to tell a two-year-old that and and if they're in their teens and if they're connected to social media there's a good chance they've been uh, exposed to some because the reporting is starting to come in like a tsunami all over the places and on all it's coming in through TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and every other kind of way and so there's a possibility they're already getting some level of exposure uh, to information the yeah yeah to the information and you know I don't think there's an urgency to have them immediately informed and and you really have to it's not even about just what age they are you know, I have, our, our, our four daughters are all, um, one with us? Okay. One in her 20s, she's a super sensitive. And so she can't, she can, she can't see or hear all, it, it, all that's going on, like the worst, the worst of it. There's a point she has to block, shield herself from hearing or seeing the pictures or whatever, because she's a super sensitive. And, and it's really fine. It's not her digging her head you know in the sand and she's aware of what's going on but but not everybody has to be shocked with the fullness of everything that's going on and so even for yourself that's true and and how much more so for 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 your kids so I don't think there's a a magical uh, number or age when when it's appropriate to tell them or no time urgency on it it's just kind of be sensitive be aware and you may hear something from them uh, first, anyway, those are my thoughts. Yeah, that's good. And I, I also think, um, I think it's good to ask kids questions that allow them to draw out of you the level of information that they want and can handle. And so you can begin a conversation saying, you know, there's, there's some, for example, there's some kids that have needed to be rescued and that's happening right now. And then they may ask you, what are they being rescued from? And then you tell them a little bit and then let them ask more. And I, I have found that usually kids, they'll, they'll put up their own boundary by not asking for more than they really are able to hear. Um, and if they're going to hear it, through other sources, I think it's great to hear it from you first if they're if they're drawing it out of you. Um, someone also asked if they're gonna if we're gonna have the book in Spanish, and we are. It's uh, we're beginning the Spanish translation, uh, I believe, this week on um, the new book, so that should be available probably. I would say within a couple of weeks, hopefully sooner than that. Um, and just to reiterate, the reason why I read what I just did is, you know, 
I think that there's, I just see this pattern of, in our generation, the Lord teaching us, um, how do I say this? He's teaching us how to be more like him, and he is capable of being very intimate with us individually while dealing with us corporately, collectively, as nations and as one bride and and all of that simultaneously both at the same time and i i think it's just really important while we're focused on you know big picture things right now and we're kind of experiencing something together as a society right now it's important to keep coming back to that intimate individual place of what the lord is saying over each one of us like he doesn't stop meeting us in that intimate place while he's dealing with big picture things and he and he's accomplishing things on many levels always at the same time and so he's he's inviting us to learn how to do the same with him how to relate to him in those questions that we have about our own individual journeys with him right now in our own stories while we're still having a grid and a capacity to go there with him to discuss these bigger picture things. So it's good. It's important to, to have both, um, together. And, you know, you can have, you could be in, like you have permission to be really at peace in your personal relationship with the Lord right now, while you're on a front lines of a big picture battle going on in our society we can we can be full of joy and feel like so satisfied in him while we're still you know warring with him over some important huge things and he wants us to be able to do both um one other quick question let's see asking is wise that's how yes um how do we minister to people close to us who will be completely shocked at the coming revelation this is a prayerful issue for some time in term in terms of helping them and how to approach them. Um, I think we'll answer that to tomorrow when we answer the other question about uh, what Johnny was bringing up from the book. We will definitely touch on that, how to minister to people who are close to us who will be shocked at kind of what's coming out. Um, and we'll be happy to speak into that. But we'll make you tune in again tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Have a good day. We love you all. Thanks for your love and support. Yes. And, um, I'm seeing all your comments in the chat here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Blessings, you guys. And we'll have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes.